Welcome back to Martech Masters. Today, I have David Winehouse. He is the global head of partner sales enablement at HubSpot. And this is such a pleasure. We've been working with David. David has been one of our mentors, my personal mentor from the Lion program. But why would I continue to talk when I have the man himself that he can introduce himself? Hey, David, thanks for doing this. Hey, Gabriel, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm a big fan of uh, Nextiny and MarTech Masters and excited to talk today. That's awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you're, you have been doing at HubSpot and some of the latest things that you've been doing with the Lion program? Yeah, sure. So I can give you my background first for those um, on the call who I haven't met or worked with before. Um, I lead uh, partner sales enablement here globally for HubSpot. Uh, we have several thousand partners who resell HubSpot, but even more interestingly that they resell HubSpot is they, re they resell services related to HubSpot that they themselves um, offer. So a lot of our um, partners, they're either new to sales or they're new to selling this type of a service, which is not, I mean, there's some transactional elements to this sale, but I call it more of a consultative type of a strategic sale. Mm -hmm. So I help them understand a sales process, help them understand um, both conceptually as well as very tactically some things that they can do to better serve their clients and better uh, represent the value of both HubSpot uh, and their services. Um, I've been doing this in this role for about five years. Um, I've been with HubSpot for 10 years total. I started with HubSpot in the direct sales funnel. Um, I sold directly to customers. I also sold, to, um, I also sold uh, through our partner channel uh, as well. So you mentioned something that, that actually I see as one of the biggest values of the Lion program and all the different programs that you put for partners uh, over the years is the concepts that you, that you teach, the, you know, finding the gap and the three cell sale, like all these things that um, not a lot of people know about. If you have been in sales for years, you might know some of these concepts, and, but you might not know how to apply them. So I believe that that's a, a lot of value. Let's touch base on some of those things uh, on, on our talk today, because I believe that there's value in some of those concepts and, 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 and resources that people can, uh, can actually tap into. And also, I believe that this helps agencies understand how they can sell not only software, but also the, their services, but then also understand, you know, how software companies can build, you know, partner programs that are successful by educating and promoting and, and helping their, their audience. I believe that that's one of the, the, the things that you do and, and it's huge value. So, um, a little bit going back to what you do and the people that you help on a daily basis, you know, tell us a little bit more about the Lion program. And also, these are trying times. And, and, and we always go back to that. Okay, these are trying times. People are trying to adapt. You can call it pivot, adapt, and many other things. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a salesperson, if you're a sales team, if you're a sales director, you have to adapt to the changes of, 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 of what's going on right now. And you have probably seen teams adapting and trying to adapt these days. Tell us a, bit, a little bit about what you've seen out there uh, on some of the trends of what sales teams have to be doing these days that is different to what they did before. Okay, so I heard a couple questions in there. One is just kind of the principles that we teach, like the first principles that stay evergreen, whether we're in a, a pandemic mm -hmm. or whether we're not in a pandemic. And I think those are actually the more important ones. So I'd like to talk about those first if we can. And then yeah, we can go to talking like how we might tailor things in light of unusual circumstances. Sounds great. What we're going to fall into. So 
let's talk about first principles first. So one, like, I guess, fun fact about me is I never thought in a million years I was going to be a salesperson uh, <laughs> when I was growing up and even earlier in my career. And I think part of that is I had a misconception about sales, which is how can you uh, charm someone like and buddy up to someone into buying your product, right? And that's mm -hmm. just not really me. Like I'm pleasant enough to talk to, but my my secret weapon is not like charm. That's not that's not <laughs> like who I am. You know, I have other things that I do really well, but you know, that's that's not my secret weapon. So, and I always thought that was kind of sales, but. Um, as I was kind of progressing in my career, even before HubSpot, uh, when I when I owned a small business, I realized that you just got to sell. Like you have to sell, and that selling is not just like tricking someone into buying your product or charming them. It's about figuring out who you should be sitting and sitting with, like who's the right person to spend time with, understanding their problems, and then seeing if you match up well with their problems or not. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is sales, but it's also a business. And it's how business and how sales is done these days, even though a lot of folks still practice kind of traditional sales message methods, which is, you know, how can I get to my number by any way possible, you know, by any means or tactic. I think today you still want to get to your number. We're all in sales, but you want to do it in the right way. And the people that do it in the right way are more successful. So those are a lot of the principles that we teach in the class. Um, you mentioned the three sales sale, which is simply um, kind of being more deliberate with your sales process. It's selling change and then selling your solution and then selling yourself. And there's kind of steps that go along with each one of those. Um, and it's also about um, being very intentional as you go through the sales process. So understanding again, how they need help. It's not about doing a song and a dance and a pitch. It's about understanding what the requirements are and why it's important for them and then how you can actually help do that. And it sounds really easy. It sounds like common sense. Um, but the, yeah, you were nodding your head. No, the, the hard part is the execution of doing it. So we, we do a lot of practice, uh, with each of those things as well. Yeah. The, the, I believe that's the, the hardest part is getting used to communicating at the same time. You're trying to actively listen to what they need, but also have a strategy of what you need to gather as information in order to decide, is this a good fit or not? Uh, can I help them or not? Is there, is, is there a challenge here that they have that I can solve and then, and then move exactly. forward? The, the, the problem is like we're in a sales process and all of a sudden, like we find ourselves just talking about our solution and it feels like we flipped a switch and we totally missed it where we were, we were asking questions. And then now all of a sudden we've been talking for three minutes and we're like, I'm trying to sell this person on my services. Like what the heck just happened here mm -hmm. that I got a little bit of pain. All of a sudden <laughs> I took the cheese and now I'm um, three minutes later and they're, yep. they're kind of nodding, but I can tell their eyes are glazing over. Mm -hmm. And somehow I've just put myself in a hole and how the heck did that happen? And how can I, how can I recover and how can I avoid it next time? So that's not the way I sell. The way I sell is it happens much more naturally and continues to be a conversation, not a pitch. And of course, practicing is part of all of that because we're human beings and we're so used to doing that. And so used to saying, hold on, I can help you with this one thing that I have this shiny thing. Uh, and that happens so many times. And uh, I, I believe that the, the training that you get from practicing and practicing with other people that are having the same problem and with people like you that can coach you, uh, that's huge value. One of the things that you've introduced in the, in the program is prospecting together. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and the value of that? 
Yeah, so I should say, so uh, Gabriel, you mentioned this, this Lion program a couple times. Yes. So uh, as part of our sales enablement, we have what's called Project Lion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tip my hat to Dan Tyre, who's my partner in running the program, as well as um, uh, Steve Vaughn, who helped us come up with the name, who's a HubSpot channel account manager or salesperson in uh, Dublin. Mm -hmm. And we started this program because um, HubSpot is known, we have great training, the HubSpot Academy is awesome, there's tons of on-demand learning. Um, and we put together some very good on-demand programs around sales. But, you know, what, what, what we realized and we knew, we just hadn't done anything about it, is you can only learn sales so much from watching a video mm -hmm. and then going out and practicing it. So, you know, we introduced these uh, boot camp concepts, which run over eight weeks of time. They, they build, uh, each uh, session builds on each other. And it, there's some learning, we do some instruction, but it's really a lot about doing. There's a lot of role play. There's a lot of expectations between the class to actually put what you're learning into practice and then come back to the group and talk about how it went and celebrate successes and learn from potholes. And so it's this ongoing um, eight-week boot camp, and we call it Project Lion because uh, Lion's Hunt is a pack. Mm -hmm. And these are group programs. They're not one-on-one -on -one training. There's a lot to be gained from learning, not from just from instructors, but from your peers and supporting each other. And plus, we're fierce. Uh, yet, yet graceful. So we we call ourselves yes ah is our kind of our, our motto. Uh, and so uh, we have we have some fun with the name Project Lion um, as well. So um, I think Gabriel, your question is about one of the things that we do to support each other, which is this uh, kind of group prospecting. Um, so Dan's class focuses more on, on prospecting than I do, but I've been part of helping his curriculum and things like that. And one of the things we've uh, devised is this. Uh, Lion prospecting pairs, which means, um, you know, sales can be kind of a solitary activity, particularly when you're getting to the meetings, right? You're trying to schedule appointments, you're picking up the phone and you're getting rejected. Yeah, exactly. It like sucks. <laughs> so we said, what if we could just use Zoom and use like this partnership to call with someone? Mm -hmm. So, you know, first I'm on with Gabriel. Gabriel picks up the phone. He calls. I hear his half of the conversation or the full conversation if you use an air call like Gabriel is yeah. and got some cool technology. Uh, and then I go and he hears either half of my call or all of my call, depending upon what I'm using. We talk about it in between and we hear things that we like and we support the other person or we hear things we might have done different and we learn from the other person. And uh, that's why I love sales is because you're constantly working on yourself and your skills and it's hard to do it alone. It's much better when you do it. Definitely. Uh, with other definitely. lions. Definitely, definitely. As you go. So, so going back a little bit about, so you talked a little bit about the, the concepts that are important in and why it's important to train people not only on the concept itself, this is how you can actually find pain or find a gap or, or understand first what you need to address instead of just talking and talking. Um, but also, you know, we, we, we talked about the project line and how people can help each other and, and, the, and the value of that. Let, let's go back a little bit to, to what's happening today and how these things even though all those concepts will help you no matter what, um, there are some different situations and, and we need to adapt to those situations. What have you seen out there that has been working or things that, that you would recommend uh, during a crisis? Yeah, so um, it's interesting. And my answer is different now than it would have been uh, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Right, A few months ago, it was very much about like checking in with how people are doing. Mm -hmm. um, just being really open to whatever people want to share with you and maybe sharing what you've been hearing as well and being an, an information sharer and a person that cares and is on the phone with them. 
about their business. Um, I think now that kind of we've entered this phase of like, this is life, at least for now, and people have gotten over the initial kind of adjustment period, um, I think it's a little different. In fact, I've, I've heard from my lions that if you, if you lead with the pandemic now or COVID, it's oftentimes seen as exploitative, mm-hmm. that it feels scripted. And they've been hearing this yep. you know, now for a couple months and um, you know, things have changed. Um, so I think part of this is, is being human. If you find yourself using a script, I'm okay with scripts to like help, um, help people like get their practice in and help them get going. But if, if you over rely on scripts, um, you can get into trouble. And now is a good example of that. So um, I still think the underlying principles are the same. Um, we wanna understand um, how their business has been going, um, what they've been working on recently. Um, you know, I think it's okay to thread um, what's going on in the world as part of that and how it's affecting their business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the introduction to the business now is a, a more a broader positioning statement um, that might be something like, in, in our case of agencies that, that sell um, you know, inbound and HubSpot related services, it might be, hey, uh, Mr. Prospect, um, you know, I'm calling today because I've been speaking with companies who are you know, taking an opportunity right now to pause and sharpen their strategy because um, there, there are still growth opportunities now, but even more than that, they know their growth opportunities are gonna explode or really increase down the road as, uh, as things start to change and they wanna be really well positioned for that. And I have some ideas from talking with others um, and I can share those, but I'm, I'm also really calling because I wanna understand how things have been going for you. you and go. I don't know if that's been your outlook or not, but I, I'd love to chat with you about what's going on. So instead of going at it, like, I want to know how, I, I just want to make sure that you are heard and I'm here for you. Instead of going on full on COVID strategy, um, and, and again, it's all about being human, right? Not using strategies, but actually being human and connecting as a human being. Threading it in the conversation as part of, well, maybe things have changed or Things have been changing, but there's also opportunities. And actually from talking to a lot of people and, and, and from doing sales myself, we have seen that, that some people completely disregard that conversation. We're not talking about that, but in the middle of the conversation, things are like, okay, because of this, now we're going to do this differently, or we're going to change the way we do it. Or yeah, we might not be able to go to your office right now, but we'll do the video shoot tomorrow or later or whenever the crisis happens. So we've seen that too. The, the conversation changed from the first days, which was only about listening, only about understanding. Now it's more, okay, taking action, finding opportunities. And, uh, and also we've seen that some industries have suffered so much. They, they are not in a position to move with anything. Some industries have, have had to adapt a lot and some industries are exploding. They're, they're growing incredibly. So also it depends on the industry that you're talking to, right? A- ab- absolutely. I was looking at the HubSpot uh, COVID-19 stats before I came on this call, just because I knew we were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew we were going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, there, there was a dip and now it feels like things are not quite back to where they were, but they're, they're trending up, you know, knock on wood. Um, hopefully things continue in a positive direction, but there are some industries that have increased from where they're at. So for instance, construction, um, is one of them, um, is the biggest one. 
actually. I think construction, and then it was maybe software and computers, but construction was leading it by a mile. And I know this personally, because I'm trying to find someone to give us a quote on like maybe building a sunroom into our house. And I can't get, I can't get someone out here because I don't know if it's that people are spending more time at home for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but people want to invest. And so um, it does good to do both intentional about what industries you're going to go after if you're able to do that, but also to do a little homework because you know, for a business like construction, I might say in my statement to them, my positioning statement, I might say we're talking with companies, including construction, construction companies who are in fact getting overwhelmed with demand. Surprisingly, they've been, you know, was slow for a while, but now they're getting overwhelmed and they yep. want systems in place to how to, to better capitalize that and also mm-hmm. keep the wave going, mm-hmm. uh, even when things might change. But if I was talking with another company, um, professional services companies they're kind of down the middle they're not like travel who have been really yeah. really hit by this and they're not like construction who are seeing their business you know really uptake but they're kind of in that adapt category i might say we've been working with firms who um have had some you know headwinds um but they're fighting through them they are adapting and they don't just want to adapt they want to do things the way they've always done it they want to take an opportunity to do things smarter than how they did it in the past so as we as we start to come out of this, you know they're not going to go back to like they were, but they're gonna they're gonna looking to make some smart and strategic changes in their business. And I can share with you what I've seen from other professional services firms, and I'd also love to hear how you guys are thinking about your business in the market and how you want to come out of this. And maybe there's an opportunity for us to have an interesting conversation together. So I would very much tailor it to who I think I'm going to be sitting. That's awesome. Company. That's awesome. And and yeah, that what we've also seen is even though some some industries have been paused or things are slowing down right now, people are, okay, but three months from now, six months from now, things are going to change and I got to be ready and I, my website has to be ready or my processes have to be ready or, you know, I need to do something to capture that business or to be ready for whatever my business is going to be. Uh, so not just for companies like me or like ours or agencies or, or software companies. I believe that all industries are adapting and they're thinking either we're growing right now or what are we going to do to get the business when it's available, when we can do that. Uh, so that's also thinking about the future. We've been, we've been selling a lot of that. It's like right now people are paused. Therefore, they have time and they have money. So Let's make it happen now. Let's redo the website. Let's get some videos or whatever it is, implement technology to get better processes in place or, or, or things like that. So definitely. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, p- part of like those statements that I just kind of um, went through, I, I'm trying to find growth oriented people and businesses. Mm-hmm. They may not be growing right now, but that's okay. I want them to be growth oriented. So they're looking towards the future. They're looking towards growth, towards positive change. Um, you know, if, if those statements fall flat because people have uh, more of a scarcity mindset or they're uh, more fearful, and not that those aren't fair emotions to have, but I'm looking for businesses who can address those emotions, but continue to be looking forward, think about the future, think about how to grow. And if I get in front of the right person, we can have a great conversation. If I'm not in front of those people, um, I want to leave them with a positive experience, but I don't want to spend a ton of time. And that's the other thing. It's like, it has to be a good lead, a, a good fit. And, 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 and you want to get to that resolution. Is it, is it a yes or a no as quickly as possible? And that's another thing that we've learned through your programs is it doesn't matter if it's a bad fit. 
You want to know that as quickly as possible so you don't waste time and you don't wait, waste their time either, right? Absolutely. I think the big challenge of sales nowadays, um, I was thinking about this before, is to care efficiently. All right. <laughs> we want to care about people and we want to care about our prospects. And yeah. even folks that won't turn into our clients, we can extend a little caring. I think everybody could yeah. do a little more caring and use a little more caring these days. The challenge is we don't want to be uh, putting too much of our energy into, into caring. You know, it, it's best when we care for folks where there's a fit and there's an opportunity to do work together. If we're in front of someone that doesn't have that mindset, doesn't mean we can't be friendly. We can't give them a tip or two. Can't give them a nice referral, but let's, let's get in and out of there in like mm -hmm. 20 minutes, you know, and know maybe that. we'll get a referral out of it. Maybe we'll give a referral out of it. We'll leave someone with a smile and then let's find people that we can care about that, but we, that we can also help as well. Of course, of course, of course, of course. So, um, Anything that salespeople should prioritize these days, considering all these changes and, and considering the, 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 the basics that they always do, should they do more of this, more of that, less of this, less of that? Tell me more about that. So I've been big recently on just building solid habits. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think we're at an interesting time in sales, but also in the world in general, where it's not just like about crossing your T's and dotting your I's and I mean, you always need activity, so I don't want to take activity for granted, but I think it's, it's also about, um, I don't know, it, I, I don't know that I should say it's about your citizenship, but I think it is about kind of your, your membership in this larger community without getting a little, you know, too, too warm and fuzzy on you. So, I mean, one of the things that I encourage people to do is to do some reading, do some conversations. Um, I'll tell you, I, I have some good sales books to recommend and I love sales books, but I'm not reading sales books. Uh, right now. I'm reading books on leadership or books on uh, biographical figures. I read this book on Churchill, which was great. And the guy's a great order and people trusted him and people loved him. And it wasn't just because he had the fanciest words. It was because he backed up his words with action. And I mm -hmm. think us in sales, we can take a lot from modeling ourselves after people who we see in society, who we emulate or we admire, whether they come from history or for current times. And I think doing those things and thinking about them can help us make better salespeople care more about our prospects and you know at the end of the day be someone that people want to do business with so i have a bunch of sales things that i can say too but i think you know kind of now that's that's where my head is at is take an opportunity to better yourself as a person the better person you are the better salesperson you can be yeah so i'm, I'm gonna give a shout out for that and being human right at the end of the day people don't buy a product don't buy a company they buy you know, from human beings and it's, it's people Absolutely. to people. And make sure, make sure this is probably a little bit too taken for granted for me, but make sure you believe what you're selling, what you believe in what you're, you're selling. Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely do this for HubSpot. Before I was at HubSpot, I did not believe what I was <laughs> selling and I lasted, well, I realized that about month seven and I lasted till about month 10. And those were not a fun three months. Those were not a fun seven months either. But if, if you feel like you're misaligned, like um, you're not, excited about what you're selling and the company that you're selling for uh, this world needs good salespeople. A lot of people needs good salespeople. So first try to make it figure out what's not working and see if that can be amended or corrected. Um, maybe you don't know the product well enough, but mm -hmm. if, if you can't like, that's what you need uh, to get energy as a salesperson and you need energy in this game. So make, make sure you're, you're selling something, you're spending your time, like feeling like you're making the world a better place, not just pushing something to, you know, cause that's your number. I love that. I think that passion comes through uh, and, and, and 
and it, it, it is very different from what you started talking in the beginning that people that are that that just like can you know trick you into liking them it's completely the opposite is it's, it's just caring about something and really the passion comes through without you even thinking about it you can be an introvert that never talks about anything but when you're passionate about something it'll come through right so it, it it is important to know the product or know what you're selling but knowing is not as important as feeling and understanding and and really caring about something right absolutely and that confidence can't be blind either so as much as i love hubspot i know it's not a fit for everyone exactly. if i was out there you know zealously promoting it to everyone <laughs> i wouldn't be doing my job either yeah. very confident in it for the right prospects so my job is to convey the value of hubspot but First, I want to make sure I'm in front of the right prospect and then, you know, get out of the way because I'll run through walls yeah. if, I, if I feel like it's someone that we can really help. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, David. This has been great. Anything else you want to share with us? Uh, no, I, I mean, th thanks for having me on. If folks, I assume most folks are familiar with HubSpot. If you're not, we have great software, including starting at the free level, depending on, you know, how big your business is up through starter and professional and enterprise. We also have a great partner program if you're at either a marketing agency, sales consultancy, or professional services companies that are looking to help your firms, uh, your clients to drive more leads or customers. Um, folks can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just mention that you heard me here on uh, MarTech Masters. So I know where the request is coming from, not like one of these from the, you know, the, uh, the ether out in the LinkedIn world that you've never heard of, that I've never heard of before. And I'd be, I'd be very happy to connect with folks. That's awesome. Thank you, David, again for your time today. And thank you for the great partnership over the years. We have learned, I have personally learned so much from you and the program. I really appreciate everything for uh, everything you do for all of us. Awesome. And right back at you, Gabriel. Love what you guys are doing. And thanks so much for having me on today. Awesome. Thank you, David. Have, have a good one. Stay safe. Okay. This episode of MarTech Masters was produced and edited by Nextiny Marketing. To watch the series, visit our website at nextinymarketing.com. Subscribe to our channel to keep up to date with the latest news from our friends and MarTech Masters.